हेलो वेलकम डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह डिसाइड टुडे इन यूनिट ट्वेंटी टू ग्लोबलाइजेशन प्राइवेटाइजेशन एंड इंडिजियस नॉलेज वी आर गोइंग टू स्टार्ट अवर लेक्चर विथ टॉपिक प्रोटेक्शन ऑफ इंडिजियस एंड ट्रेडिशनल नॉलेज इट इज़ वेरी क्लियर फ्रॉम द प्रोसीडिंग डिस्कशन दैट द इम्प्लीकेशंस ऑफ आई पी आरस फॉर द थर्ड वर्ल्ड कंट्रीज एंड द सबसिस्टेंस फार्मिंग कम्युनिटीज एंड इंडिजियस पॉपुलेशन विद इन दीज कंट्रीज इज वेरी सीवियर नॉट ओनली इज देयर नॉलेज स्टॉलन बट देयर वेरी सर्वाइवल इज थ्रेटन्ड विदाउट एनी कंपनसेशन फॉर देयर नॉलेज और सर्वाइवल various protests against the settled talks in particular and in general to variety of agreements have pointed out the northern and the big corporation bias in these agreements besides the ipr regimes are structured to suit the logic developed by the north which is based on individual rights and this is alien to the community ownership of the indigenous and traditional communities some of the characteristics of the indigenous knowledge are collective rights and interest closely integrated with their ecology and environment sometimes taking on a scared quality most of the time this knowledge is respectful of the diversity in nature and not always well documented but orally transmitted these aspects of indigenous knowledge and their way of life have been their vulnerable point for exploitation for instance the convention on biological diversity cbd argued that one factor in the loss of biodiversity is the lack of clear property rights governing ownership and access to biodiversity therefore it recommends that there should be clearer specifications and laws regarding sustainable management of the resources in the control of the indigenous community the existing ipr regimes do not recognize the collective rights that indigenous people hold in knowledge and practices there is also a fixed period for protection under patent laws usually up to 20 years which again does not provide for indigenous knowledge that is often the result of the millennia of innovations and transmission various organizations have turned to different international conventions and summits for guidance regarding the rights of indigenous communities and to work out modalities for the protection of their rights and knowledge let us briefly summarize some of these articulations the first is international efforts to protect indigenous rights and knowledge the draft declaration on the rights of indigenous people provides in article 24 for the indigenous people rights to their traditional medicines and health practices including the right to the protection of the vital medicinal plants animals and minerals article 29 provides that indigenous people are entitled to the recognition of the full ownership control and protection of their culture and intellectual property 
International Labour Organization Convention also contains various provisions Article 4, 5, 8, 13 and 23 relevant to the protection of the indigenous people's culture, environment and relig religious and political system. One international development that provides specific opportunities for the introducing measures to protect indigenous knowledge is the Convention on Biological Diversity CBD mentioned above. These are as far as the international directives and conventions which provide broad outlines but when it draws closer to the implementing a lot of nuisances come in the way which makes the protection of knowledge and communities very difficult. Now let us move to the next point perspectives on protection of traditional knowledge. For instance, the CBD urges national laws or policies to be made which protect biodiversity and indigenous community rights. If we take the example of India, for instance, can we say that our national policies and laws have been protective of our small communities or indigenous communities such as Adivasis? The Indian herbal industry has been accused of using traditional community knowledge and not sharing the benefits of the profits it made. There are several perspectives to the issue of the protection of traditional knowledge and benefit sharing. Uzwal Kumar from Jane Campaign, an NGO working towards this issue, writes in an article that the perspectives can be commercial interest minus of community, commercial interest inclusive of community and community interest that do not confirm with the commercial interest. As for the first perspective, it seems a lot of what the domestic herbal industry or pharmaceutical industry is doing is reaping the traditional knowledge for commercial interest without providing for the communities. The second one on the other hand seems a good via media for the IPR regimes. It seems is increasingly difficult to debunk. So there should be a protection of not only the knowledge but also commercialization where benefits are shared by the relevant communities. The efforts made by National Innovation Foundation and to some extent people's diversity registers can be cited as examples of this category. The proponents of the third viewpoint feel that the communities and traditions are inseparable and they should not be diluted by laws and commercial interests as it would would upset the very foundation and philosophy of the indigenous community relationship with environment. Their basic objective is to regain control of decreasing access to biological resources by indigenous community and not concentrate on the byproducts of what remains of their knowledge or practice. As these Perspectives have their respective advantages and disadvantages if one were to examine them carefully. 
in the meanwhile the poorer countries of the world especially a combined front of brazil india venezuela and malaysia among others have been resisting global pressures and agreements at various levels and have created a fairly formidable resistance to northern domination however issues related to protecting recognizing and rewarding of traditional knowledge associated with the biological resources are very complex the modalities of protecting traditional knowledge are still emerging and evolving the nature of entitlements and share in benefits is also a gray area even at the international level clarity has not as yet emerged and countries are grappling with the issue now let us conclude the unit in this unit we have tried to understand the process of globalization and its main features and how in many ways it paves the way for increasing privatization and liberalization we examine the features of the international trade regulatory body the wto especially with relation to the trade related intellectual property rights the discussion of related issues found that the concerns expressed by the poorer countries about the domination of the north are reasonable valid the domination of the north is expressed in many ways and we try to examine some of these aspects one particular aspect which is of the important to our unit is the agreement on trips which has several consequences for the iprs couched as they are in legal language some of the agreements and laws have proved to be very slippery but with increasing involvement and alertness on the part of the third world countries a lot of bio piracy has come under watch as to how these regimes will evolve will depend on the continuing debates on various issues that concern indigenous peoples rights and the protection of their knowledge and biodiversity here we want to close this lecture and we have come to the end of the unit thanks for so patience full hearing